Oh, I suppose. We live. I'm gonna fix oh, this we real are? Quick. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're How here, are you? We're here to talk about balls. <laughs> specifically, lady balls. Uh, we gotta get some... Uh... There we go. I got me notification. By the way, you like that thumbnail? Yeah. Fantastic. I knew I wanted referee ben shapiro which was honestly my favorite part of the movie um <laughs> i didn't realize how good it was like that that part would he was so serious i love when he was like when he cussed the guy out for being transformed oh my god so yeah so lady ballers um uh good movie eh. lacking substance but as a comedy i mean yeah it worked. It, it, it was like, all right, listen, this is the, I, I hate to say it like this. I don't hate to say it like this. This is the perfect way to classify this movie. It is a perfect early 2000s B-rate comedy film. It's good. It's like a straight-to-DVD type. And obviously it went to straight to their service, so obviously whatever. It was appropriate. It's a good movie. We, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was, like a, it was like a 2011 Netflix original movie. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Because my whole thing... I wanted to like this movie, and I didn't hate this movie, but it's... I got insanely high before I watched it. <laughs> oh, that so helped. So it made it a lot better, but I will tell you, though, even though I was a tad inebriated, which, does that count as inebriated? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's inebriated. Okay, so, I Haley. I've never seen it. It just came out. It just out. came out, yeah. Y yesterday? Uh, December 1st, yeah, at 8 p.m. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good movie. Oh. I was too busy watching a good movie. I need to call my mom. It's her birthday. Today's <laughs> the third, isn't it? Oh, happy birthday, mom. <laughs> no, I was too busy watching a good movie when this one premiered, so Um What was you watching? Godzilla minus one. Uh didn't even know about it. Oh dude. It's good. Good? It's good. And I was shocked. You haven't seen the trailer, so you don't know. The budget for that movie was only fifteen million dollars, and it looks amazing. I know in aspect of money, that's not a lot for me. That's but when you say only fifteen million, I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, dude, I only got like four hundred in the bank. <laughs> well, to put it in perspective, I think the 2014 Godzilla movie that Hollywood made, I think that was oh well over hundred. Yeah, I think it was one hundred forty million. Fifteen million. Fifteen million, and. I'm not going to say it looks better, but it's on par. Never seen any of the Godzilla what? movies either. What? You got to watch the one with Matthew Broderick. No, I mean, don't. he plays the same actor in every movie. <laughs> Come on. No, <laughs> do not watch that movie. It's not even a Godzilla movie, technically. All right, listen. Any of the Godzilla movies are okay. The older ones are the best. I don't know about all of them, but the vast majority are at least okay. There's a couple of bad apples, like every franchise. And for oh. the longest-running film franchise in history, it's going to have a couple bad ones. That's true. What's that? I'm just <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> no, Listen. not really. I don't expect... Godzilla is a very acquired taste, and you kind of... At least he's not mad. He's just disappointed. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the thing about Godzilla is I don't think I've ever met anyone that just stumbled into Godzilla fandom myself included i had to be shown it first you kind of have to be exposed to it and then you either like it or you don't and then it goes from there but we're not talking about godzilla we're talking about lady Balls. ballers oh lady ballers so the i kept thinking because honestly 
I tried to watch it on Saturday night, but I didn't get started until it was super late because I was making a Godzilla video and that was my priority. Um, which, by the way, is live on the RIT Media so channel. So you cut it up half. Then well, you watched part so, of the movie. So I, I intended to watch it all in one sitting, but I fell asleep. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. The first half of this movie is boring as fuck. Oh, Lady Ballers. It takes a long time. And that's kind of my biggest criticism of this movie as a whole. The editor sucks. Yeah. The, because the movie was way too long. There and what's funny it could is it could have been an hour and five minutes and it would have been perfect. It was about ninety minutes, which is normally the sweet yeah. spot what for was a it? feature. Yeah, hour and a half. I think it was like an hour and ninety four minutes or something like that. But it wasn't the length, it was the pacing. So many of the scenes in this movie could have been cut, not in half, but it could have been what was that? Godzilla vs. King Kong just looked terrible. Are you talking about the old one or the new one? Yeah. Because I'd, I'd buy that on the old one. The new one was pretty good. Except they didn't size them correctly. New one? Uh, well, I don't know about that. What do you mean? What In the new one, wasn't like King Kong like almost as big as Godzilla? And it's like, no. No, he was noticeably smaller than godzilla like where he could be on the top of a building and godzilla still seems like he's towering well to be fair (laughs) godzilla is a ginormous so so they kind of had to because in the in the first king kong versus godzilla from 1963 they had to size kong up so that he could fight godzilla and even then he was a little bit shorter but (laughs) i'll quit tangenting after this one so the the funny thing about godzilla though is most of the time everybody tries to like out dick measure each other so godzilla gets progressively taller okay and that makes more sense shin godzilla in 2016 was taller than the 2014 american godzilla so then in the sequel the americans actually made godzilla taller to a place that's kind of which makes sense because buildings get taller right um (laughs) so they kind of have to size kong up a bit okay yeah i know but still but they they made it they made it to where I, I thought it was appropriate because King Kong is smaller than Godzilla, but he has to be able to actually fight him. Yeah. So I kind of, which scaling is always kind of an issue in Godzilla. There are even movies where Godzilla's size relative to other things. So speaking of Godzilla and King Kong, lady ballers, <laughs> because that's exactly how most of the games went. Like in my opinion, because no matter how strong King Kong is, Godzilla is always going to win in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, but to finish my point on the editing, so many of these scenes could have had... Lady Ballers. They, they, yeah, Lady Ballers. No, fine. Was... They, they just went on a little too long, and most of the time, they went on a little too long because they were fighting for jokes, and this movie was very much edited around the jokes, and that will kill a movie, So, particularly a comedy, ironically, because I'm trying to think of another example. Well, not to mention some of the jokes were very flat. Like they fell flat. Yeah, that's for example, this is probably the best example. The entire scene where they go visit the badger guy, because I don't remember his name, that whole bit should have been taken out of the movie. It made no sense. It never came up oh, again. The ba- yeah. It never came up again. It didn't. And the guy's sane after he's one of the more mentally stable characters in the movie after being introduced as the most mentally unstable. And we never found out what happened to the mascot. That's locked in his basement. Unless there's a post-credit scene. I didn't even think about that. And they're hoping you don't. 
Oh my gosh. Dude. But unfortunately, my brain is so fantastical. I love plants and payoffs in movies, and I look for that crap. Wait a minute. Who was it that had the uh, mascot locked up? Who was it? The badger dude. I can't remember his name. The, the, the center, the tallest guy. Okay. The okay. one who they kept calling fat, even though he's not fat. Oh, at all. yeah. Well, after he shaved. You know, because he had, like, a big beard, and they were calling him fat, and then he shaves, and then he's, he's miraculously skinny. I'm just like... That's the other thing. He's no, I was like, not I get fat. It. It's go- no, but I, I know it was going for comedy, and it was kind of funny because, like, I mean, how many times do we do that as kids? We, we would call people fat who weren't fat just to get a rise out of them. Yeah. That's because I'm sorry. Valid. Anytime you hear fat, like, some as you get older, you can look at it like, yeah, fuck you. But, like, you know, as a kid, you're like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Whatever. You we grew, are your we, mom. We grew up in the 90s, man. We had a comeback for that. You remember yeah. that? P-H-A-T fat. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so cringe, but it's so funny. Man, the 90s were full of... I don't know how you could successfully be verbally bullied they were, in the 90s. They were full of these colors. They were. It was a grand time, but I don't know how you could actually be verbally bullied in the nineties because we kind of had enough comebacks to be immune to it. Our group, but a lot of well, other society people did, at large, they because... didn't learn how to fight, like fight back verbally like us. Well, at the end of the day, you always had, Oh yeah, well I'm rubber, your glue. <laughs> Fuck you. Hell no. <laughs> Shit. I, I, I aim or, to put tears in people's or, eyes. Or I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> oh, takes you, one. Hope in, you're... Up your butt and around the corner. God, I miss the 90s. Yeah. Or, I know you are, but what am I? Takes one to know one. Yeah, you can't say that kind of stuff nowadays. Sure you, know? you can. And well, I Nobody mean, gets it. Well, I mean, you have to have your own platform like Daily Wire did. And, you know, and they're doing the right thing by doing what they're doing because they do have some good content on Daily Wire Plus. They do. I, I was, you know, people still use the, oh, they do? Ooh. That sounds cringe nowadays. Where is she near? What city? Uh, in the Midwest. So yeah. In the Midwest. Okay, so you're not far from. Okay. I don't. I don't want to dox you without your permission. Oh no no. <laughs> but, I didn't mean like specific location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant just like vague. Yeah, but in the in the Midwest. But yeah, I was gonna say like do, yeah, do people, no one around here does. Hold on. Do people ope where you're from? Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize I did it until I saw when you run into a damn out. door and you're just like oh. Ope. I do it with people all the time. Michigan, Michigan Southwestern. Yeah, so not you're you're very Midwest. Um, Ohio. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, but this this the, this movie the best way I can describe this movie is it was so close to being good, but if they had just gotten out of their own way because there, the badger guy, and then the whole Jeremy's razor bit that needed to be cut because it completely stopped the narrative. It was kind of funny. It wasn't, but here's the He's thing: he's like, "Oh man, good thing I uh, what did he say? Good thing I have these razors." Yeah, and I, I was just like, "Hey, I was like, dude, get your get your fun or your uh, oh my gosh, I can't talk today. Get your advertisement out in your movie." So, have but here's the thing, though they that didn't, they didn't do the chocolate though. That would have been. That would have been kind of funny. So they they did a good product placement and a bad one in the same movie. The bad one was the outright breaking of the narrative. Because the whole reason, and this is why I say it's bad, the whole reason that guy had a shaggy beard and was living in the woods is so they can make the Jeremy's Razors joke. 
So they shift, they changed the narrative of the story and took a detour so they can make a two second joke. That's bad writing. Now, when they're doing the press conference and Jeremy's is in the background on the, the wallpaper or the media board or whatever, that is funny because it doesn't take you out of the story at all. But for those that know, which if you're watching this movie, you know, it's there. I, I see. Or that. even even if they'd had like Jeremy's chocolates out front, like that would have been funny product placement. But that makes no sense. But the whole that whole bit should have been cut where he does the Jeremy's razors commercial because and it would have even been different if this was like a TV show on Daily Wire Plus because that could have been funny if they'd done it right. But it took me completely out of the movie, and honestly, I eye-rolled. I was like, this... There was a lot of eye-rolling in that movie. Uh, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a huge pass because, for one, it's it's Daily Wire. A lot of these people, like, some of them have some background in film and whatnot. But a lot got of them a lot do. Of, a lot of the actors that we saw on there, most of them were just, like, political commentators. And they the were the actor, hidden gems. Uh, Matt Walsh was freaking hilarious. Matt Walsh was hysterical. I have an. Oh, I would have taken out the end bit with him and Candace Owens, which they again they 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 changed the script or wrote the script. They wrote that scene to include Candace Owens in the movie, and they could have given her a bit part at the end when like because Matt Walsh was funny up until the end, and it was funny because it's Matt Walsh playing a character, but it's not Matt Walsh in the narrative. But then you find out it is Matt Walsh in the narrative. And then it's not funny, but oh my god! Up until the it end, it was kind of funny at the end. Like yeah. it, it kind of threw me off. But like the, oh well, no, you, you were making fun. Well, of so, so yeah, Matt. For those who don't know, Matt Walsh plays a. Uh, I don't know how you would categorize him. He's a uh, Jeremy Boring's ex-wife's new boyfriend, who's like a. He's basically a caricature of a hardcore leftist. Not so much political activist, but like very much, you know, the whole love is love, you know, blah blah blah. He every was flag. more of a hippie. Hippie, yeah, kind of. I, I wouldn't say leftist because when you hear that's, leftist that's today, they're crazy. That's true. Not. That's what I'm saying. I don't really know how you would describe him. Like a caricature of an ally, basically. He was seemingly like a, a nice person, but like when that's just it. But a caricature in the sense that you are supposed to find this person funny, which yeah. I did. But I only found it funny because it was Matt Walsh. And that worked because the character would not have been as comical had it been anyone other than Matt Walsh. Also, how they took um, his eight-year-old daughter seeing a penis, you know, like how they took that and, and like that wasn't reported, you know. And it's like, no, like I don't care if they're transgender or not. Like, well, but well, no, like, no. Like no. Well, and that's 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 the. Uh, I'm like, not I'm not gonna say California though. So. No, they were in Tennessee, which I don't believe. Oh, that, okay. I don't. The movie set in Tennessee. I don't believe that for a fucking second. Um, that's kind of the pit this movie fell into at times was. And I get it. They were trying to bring more light to it because there are people showing this shit at school. Yes, but it is also not. It's not the norm, and I get it for a movie like it this. Does happen quite a bit though. Not like I, I what think, happened to her. I'm, I think I'm talking it, in general. I think it depends on how you look at it, which this movie this movie almost did. 
And that's why I say, because I told you before I watched it, I said my prediction is this movie will be relatively funny, but it will have no heart. And it came real close a couple of times to having real heart. And then they just didn't, they what, didn't continue it. Main character, was that? That wasn't Jeremy Boring, was That it? was. Was that Jeremy Boring? The main character was Jeremy Boring? Yep. Which, I'm not going to lie, so Jeremy it wasn't Bo- bad. Actually, this is the perfect way to describe this movie for me is kind of awkward. At it points, it was better than I thought, but yeah. I wouldn't consider it stellar. No. Same. And Jeremy Boring's performance was that it was much better than I thought it was going to be because he is an actor by trade. Oh, before he started Daily Wire, he was in the entertainment industry. That makes sense. And actually, he was on the. And he's a lawyer. No, I think Ben was the lawyer. I could be wrong. No, maybe he is because yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was their lawyer. Well, he no. Um, Who the hell is their lawyer? Ben, I believe, or at least he was in the beginning. But anyway. Anyway. So Jeremy Boring was actually on PBD's uh, podcast recently, mm-hmm. and uh, he his his performance. I don't know why I couldn't speak there. Uh, his performance surprised me because I've always seen Jeremy as kind of a not necessarily an introvert, but. Not somebody who was super comfortable on camera. He's clearly comfortable on camera. Which, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by Stevie Wicks. We'll talk about them in a moment with some other uh, news. But, yeah, overall his performance wasn't bad. But I think, again, the only parts of it I didn't like were when the scenes were running too long. And he was fighting too hard to tell the joke because he also directed the movie. So I blame him for those scenes but there's two moments in the movie that i think were very close to having actual like real heart in the film and the one is after their first game and i wish i could remember his name the tall one again the badger guy Mm -hmm. starts thinking he's like he starts thinking that this isn't right but then they don't do anything with it he has that moment and then the coach is just like shut up we're winning and then they leave it and then the second time is when his daughter comes to him in the locker room and says she wants to be a boy but again jeremy can't resist cracking jokes and they're subtle jokes so it's not like the scene loses all of its emotional weight but it just kind of it would have played much better because you can still give the message so what i would have done if it had been me i would have had the scene play out differently instead of being like well, yeah, boys and girls are different. You know, boys do a lot of things better because they just couldn't resist making the joke, like opening pickle jars. Like, the joke works on its own, but in the scene, it really doesn't land the way I felt it should. I would have changed that scene a little bit to be like, look, honey, you know, you're being told a lot of things, but what nobody's telling you is that it's totally okay to be you. And this is who you are. You're going to have a lot of people tell you that must have missed this part i don't I don't remember him talking to his uh, daughter about that yeah she came to him and said that she wants to be a boy and that was the moment where the movie actually could have yeah, made f- did i miss that i don't anyway, know because it's ahead. a pretty long scene but... well i mean she came in the room i was watching it and they got oh home. that's right you they were... got home and i had pause it and then when i got back you know there's a bunch of kids and you, know, you were a couple kids running yeah. around. yeah well but so anyway that's uh that's the so that's in in good comedies that actually have some heart like blockers for example in blockers there's a very similar scene that actually takes place with all the characters but it makes sense that it only would have been one because it was him and his daughter but the best one is when i can't remember her name uh the girl that comes out as a lesbian in that movie she has the moment with her father 
in the hotel room, <laughs> which, God, this movie's so funny. Blockers is a much better comedy. But that scene has a lot of weight to it. And essentially, Jeremy's scene in Lady Ballers could have played out very much the same way when it's like, hey, kiddo, instead of, but it could have gone a completely different way because in, in Blockers, the sentiment was, hey, kiddo, I'm going to love you no matter who you are. Blah, 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 blah. Jeremy's could have been very similar, but the message could have been, hey, kiddo, no matter what, I'm going to love you because you're my kid. But this is who you are. This is what you were, you know, you are what you were born as. Or I don't know if that's the best wording, but I'm so also not a writer. <laughs> essentially what he did to the uh, one of his main star players at the end. Remember? Yeah, but even he then. smacked him. He's like, no, you're not. But even then he couldn't resist the joke, which that I get. But he smacked him and, and, and then the guy eventually took his shit off. And well, he, he also <laughs> need him in the nuts. He's like, how do I know I'm not a woman? And then he Bam! Him the that shit was funny. <laughs> and that's no, no, no. Th he need him in the He didn't slap him. He need him in the nuts. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But see, that joke worked because that was, was a comedic dude, bit. I died. I, I was just like, and he's just laying on the floor. And now I'm just thinking, he's like, yep, yeah, okay. Your point, your point makes sense. Which, that was probably, that was probably my favorite character of the movie. Probably just because he had more. He had the most depth. Yeah, that's what I say. He had the biggest journey. And the funny thing is, he was such a nice person. Yeah, well, and that's just it. So the moral. Yeah, I think I really am a girl. How do I know? <laughs> <laughs> no, so but like. What I loved about him, it, there were a lot of jokes that were made at his expense that I actually laughed at uh, pretty hard. The first one, when he's like, whatever happened to you, actor? And he's like, I didn't know you were gay. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> and then the joke that I think, which again, a lot of the jokes were like this. It was funny, but it took you out of the narrative when Jeremy, <laughs> when Jeremy's talking about it, he's like, I didn't know guys could be so handsy. It really makes you think about how you treat women. And then he smacks. Chick but the the joke was fine up until that. But then when he actually smacks the waitress on the ass. I was just like, I, at first I was kind of taken back. I was like, huh? Yeah. Like, why'd you do that? That's what I mean. The joke, the joke about guys being handsy works with the comedy because they're becoming women, blah, right. like in, in air quotes. So that, that would have worked. But when he actually smacks a woman on the ass. I mean, and regardless of what you want to think about it, that's. Assault. That's not cool. That's like assault. That's assault. Let's not do that. That's assault. Oh, calm down, Crowder. <laughs> but yeah, no, and that's and that's I think was my biggest problem with it because even though Jeremy gets slapped, it's played for laughs and it's kind of like that's not really helping your message. And whether you like it or not, because they can always lean back on, well, it's just a comedy. Well, it's just a comedy from a company that makes a point of making a point. So you have to be careful how some of these jokes land. The best parts and the funniest parts of this movie were the cameos, though, specifically. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the Ben Shapiro referee bit. I was dying. I honestly probably say that was one of my favorite parts. It was probably my favorite part, and especially when he chews the other coach out for being transphobic. Oh, and no, the line that I think most people didn't notice when he's i don't remember they're about to do tip off and he was like i want a clean game and then he looks over at the lady ballers player and goes keep it tucked 
I'm glad. See, this is this is why I keep him around. He remembers these obscure. They're not even obscure jokes. But it's a quirk of mine. A lot of my favorite lines in movies, especially comedies, are the ones that people tend to not know. Like we've got one on the soundboard here. That's I a, used to be like that. That's and, a, but that's a split second moment in Ten Things I Hate About You that I just always found hysterically funny. Most people, it flows, it flies right by him when the guy's riding down the yeah, and he, motorcycle. Like, oh, he, he is, and he's going down, and he lands. When he lands, he just goes, "My balls." Was that a motorcycle or was it a moped? Moped. Okay. Yeah, that shit was. Uh... The 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 cameo that caught me the most off guard though was Michael Knowles. Uh, with. Yeah, yeah, the, I, news, I, I, anchor. As the news anchor. Oh Who my, uh, Brett Cooper. Brett Cooper. Which honestly, I was she's literally the female version of Ben Shapiro. She looks saw, like his sister. They did. They did a video together. Uh, like they're, they're twins. Yeah. Well, they did a video together recently. Uh, ben Shapiro's day off, and one of the comments said, "It's so nice when fathers and daughters spend the day together." <laughs> I mean, everybody's thinking it, Ben. Like, why aren't you guys monetizing that? They like, are. They very much are. Oh, they are? Yeah, they've done videos together where he's like, see, we're not the same person. We're in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, seriously, like, Brett, Coop, Brett Cooper is literally the transgender identity <laughs> of uh, Ben. I mean, really? Yeah. Clip that and send that to Ben. <laughs> He'd, he'd laugh. Ben's, oh, okay. Ben Shapiro, I think he's ben, a good sport. ben Shapiro does not get enough credit for a sense of humor because he's constantly watches people do impressions of him and he'll even be like, that was pretty good. You know, I mean, and people roast him and he was just, ben, Ben's a good sport. I think Ben needs to watch uh, our uh, Alex Jones and oh, Ben Shapiro podcast. If only. I think he would get a kick out of the ad spots. I Oh, oh amazingly. And he might get a uh, he might get a kick out of uh, Alex Jones talk about the moon. <laughs> <laughs> it almost went somewhere, and it was all bullshit. And it almost went somewhere. It really that that sums up the entire episode. But yeah, so Ben Ben's a good when you obviously your inner Alex Jones. Man, yeah, it just happens. I mean, obviously Ben's a good sport. Look at this movie. He yeah, and he actually chews somebody out for being a transphobe. And the fact that they bleep it just kills me. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, Michael Knowles, God, he, once again, somebody I was not expecting anything out of turned out to be one of the funniest parts in the movie. Michael Knowles is, he's funny to me. Like he's funny. No, no, I'm not very intelligent when he talks like when he's wanting to get across an intelligent vibe. Oh yeah. You know, he's freaking partly genius, but when he wants to be funny, the dude is funny. He is. But the fact, oh my God, the. The whole Native American bit, like, it's so stupid, yet it's funny because it's true. There are people, like, that's a direct shot at um, Elizabeth Warren. Like, is, I And I found out I'm 12400th, you know, so I know what it's like to stand up to adversity. Oh, and then what did Beck, Brett Cooper say, or whatever her name's, whatever, O'Brien is my slave name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that shit was, it was gold. Um, you know, gold plated. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to describe this movie because it was so. It, it was the silver medal. Everything looked good on the outside, but on the inside, it was shit. So that's the other thing, and this happens a lot. This is a critique I make of Christian movies a lot: is the movie is technically sound, meaning that there are no glaring errors in production. However. 
there are a lot of huge errors in filmmaking and specifically uh, visual storytelling. The movie, as far as how it's shot and how it's edited, is kind of bland. There's nothing super dynamic about it. They do some funny shots, but even the game montages went on too long. There were too much dick-in-face moments. Not that it wasn't funny, but it was funny the first time. They were... I, ch- I don't know how to explain it. Like, it was literally, like, a bunch of friends who have never filmed a movie got together. And kind of got money. lucky. And kind of and kind of got lucky. Yeah, yeah, but with money. Yeah. And, and like, because honestly... Oh, like, yeah, they spent we, $7 million. Dude, if we had money, we could make a fucking hilarious movie. I've made funnier shit with less. Well, but that's... The movie did not have a strong narrative thread and that's why it didn't have soul like it had a concept and but it was so frustrating because they were so close so many times but they just for whatever reason didn't carry it through or couldn't resist telling the joke because the whole narrative thread it's a very easy one a bunch of guys who don't have it anymore realize that if they cheat they can so they essentially took the plot of the bench warmers made some changes yeah but the thing is, Jeremy Boring's uh, character really pushed them all into it. Like, if it wasn't for oh, yeah. him, they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So if you really want to get down to it, like, I know they kind of made him out to be the victor at the end, really, kind of-ish. But if you want to get down to it, he was technically a villain because he was, you know he what's, was getting I was, them to do something they didn't really want to do. I was thinking about that, and really, like, it was a very atypical i'm not going to say interesting but it was a very atypical character arc that the team went through because normally you either have a positive or negative character arc but they actually go negative and then go positive yeah they do like a whole because they are very much the bad guys in the beginning but then they well actually hold on i have to recant because jeremy boring didn't do that on purpose the lady thought that she had misgendered the act the 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 main the main guy uh i don't well that's the beginning of their negative character i know but then but then he led but then jeremy's character led on with it yeah which that that bit was kind of funny it took him a little bit it took him a little bit too long to get there um and they also didn't explain why he was still wearing his wig it would have this is so nitpicky but i was laughing my ass off i was laughing but i was was laughing but why are you wearing it all they would have had to do it's like and people tore me up in the comment section for this when i said uh what movie was i complaining about i cannot remember but basically i was like dum, i would <laughs> dum 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 oh it was i put a short up of us talking about the black suit in Zack snyder's uh justice league movie yeah the superman black suit and i was like people were getting shitty it's like all i'm saying is that I get that comic book nerds know what that suit the is about. Black suit makes him more powerful. So, and it would have taken a t- not even a, a second of off-screen dialogue, which they already had going on, to say this suit will help heal you, Kal-el. Hold on, my brain just shot. Yeah. Anyway, my brain just exploded. Uh, Zod was wearing the black suit. In the first, I don't the first think uh, Spider-Man movie, and in the first Superman I think movie, he, he was wearing the black suit. He was, wasn't he? See, there you go. Huh. 
Because uh, don't they also uh, this is the, the same. radiation uh, is it uh, helps absorb it more helps absorb more radiation. Yeah. So this is the same suit as this with the suit. This is the same suit suit. No, this is the same suit that Zod was wearing in your first battle. It absorbs more solar radiation and will help you heal faster. He was also banging B Rabbit's mom. <laughs> Baby, I finally won bingo. Oh, Greg Buell, y'all got a cigarette? <laughs> Dude, that, that, like, literally, I didn't know he was in so much other stuff, and I only knew of him from that movie. And then when somebody said he was Zod, I was like, huh? I kind of said <laughs> I, the I same thing. I was like, thing. the trailer park dude from 8 Mile? Yeah. And, and then I found out he's in, like, a ton of shit, and I was like, oh, okay. He's kind of like Steve Buscemi in that regard, because Steve Buscemi's dude, in so much. Yeah, but Steve Buscemi's funny as shit. So is that guy, who's, I, I know is his he? name. I've, oh, yeah, he's fucking Greg hilarious. Buell? Yeah. Oh, he's funny. As oh, fuck. wait, 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 wait. That's his name. The actor. Mile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know his actor name. I know it. I'm just blanking but, on it. But wow, I didn't. Oh yeah, he's funnier than hell. Um, a lot of those. I'm not gonna say they're character actors, but you see them often. Well, it's kind of like John C. Riley. He's in a lot, but you don't click it's him until. I didn't know he was in uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape as long. Yep. Time. I was like, and then I saw him, and I was like. Dale Doback. Okay. <laughs> Shit, I completely lost where I was. Oh, so anyway. He had boats and hoes, and uh, <laughs> old, old boy wouldn't have drowned, almost drowned. Gilbert! Almost down, Gilbert! That's, that's, uh, I don't care what anyone says. Leonardo DiCaprio deserved a freaking award for that movie. He really did, because you believe it. Um, But I was being, I was being, I was. I was, <laughs> I was being nitpicky about the wig. So oh all he would have had, to, all he would have had to do was been running late. And it's like, there you are. Where have you been? He was like, sorry, I had a double that ran long. Blah 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 blah. He's like, I was just able to get out of there my. There's no explanation. There yeah, wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't. Because you're not just gonna wear it for no reason. And then he's just like, take that thing off. He's like, I can't. It's too. It takes too long. Blah blah. blah. He's like, fine, whatever. You know, all that would have taken, and then it would have been legitimately funny. Because you get the visual gag, but it also makes sense in the story. It's not just a guy randomly showing up in a wig. Yeah, because at first we're like, huh? Like, why, why, Well, that why was the thing I noticed. I'm like, are they going to explain this? Because I saw what was coming. It was going to make sense. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it, did they not have like one analytical mind watch the preview before they sent this movie out? I, I, well, like, again, hey, I, why, why didn't you explain this? Why, well, why didn't you explain I, this? Who wrote the script? That's what I got to know. Who wrote the script? I think it was Jeremy Boring, wasn't it? Well, if he did, that's the problem. Um, Lady Ballers. Dodgeball. Nice. Actually, this movie kind of took the plot from Dodgeball, too. It took a lot of elements. But again, Dodgeball has heart. Except Jeremy Boring started it. And Joe, average Joe, he didn't start it. This is true. Although he kind of didn't really do much of anything okay so it was, business was going written by jeremy boring brian a hoffman who let's see hoffman oh huffman that's why we, we have oh, a old oh, huff daddy mr huffman whose writing credits include deep in the heart 2012 corked in 2009 so it doesn't have a ton of credits and then nick sheehan Ian. Or Sheehan. I don't know how he pronounces it. <laughs> Sheehan! <laughs> um, You'll come down my shitty wall! 
Oh no! Oh, who's only? I got shit on my hand. Who's only writing credit is Lady Baller. So we don't have, we don't have writers with a lot of experience, and it shows because there's a lot of. I have no experience when it comes to writing, but I would see that from a mile away. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I'm. Which actually works in their favor because if they had experienced writers, I would have been like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, yeah. you're better than this." But, you know, for their for for his first outing, not terrible. I don't no. know how much he had to do with it. My guess is the more experienced writer probably laid out the bones of the script and then they added jokes. But that, I'd say this movie was like eighty percent there. From being really really good, it, it felt in. Yeah, it it was it was so close to being there because it was missing a a main focal point. Exactly, it didn't there have. Kind of was one, but there kind of wasn't. It didn't have a main narrative thread that would have fleshed everything out. Like it starts out with what the daughter being. Yeah, no, no, no. The, that's the, how the movie starts. The 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 inciting incident makes perfect sense narratively. <laughs> you got a coach who's used to being a winner. He's down on his luck, divorced, picks up his daughter from school. And then, you know, that whole conversation up to that point makes perfect sense. And then as the movie goes, it starts to make less and less sense as it goes on. And then another nitpick here. Montages are to show the passage of time. There are places where montages would have been better instead of separate scenes. Oh, yeah. Such as finding the team. That took way too long. Like, you really just needed to roll up to the used car place. And the Badger guy wasn't... That wasn't really that funny of a scene to me. It wasn't. And the thing of it is... his was kind of confusing. They had, like, a PTSD thing happening, which made no sense. Made him look like a moron and not, like, a funny moron. Like, what's this guy's problem? Because the whole inciting incident for his PSD, which, PTSD, which he only has for two scenes... Dude, I felt so bad for the Badger dude in the Badger suit in his face paint. I was like, he was crying. I was like, I don't even... I'm not even able to laugh at this. I feel bad for that guy. Well, and then the, one of my biggest pet peeves in comedies is when they they establish a character trait, it lasts for a scene or two, and then it's gone. Completely mm -hmm. gone. Especially since this was integral to this guy's character when we meet him. There's a reason he lives in the woods and kills badgers for sport. It's a stupid reason. He's insane. Well, that's just it. But he ends up being one of the... He's the first character to start thinking that maybe what they're doing is wrong. So he's an insane character that acts the most sane. And then they also don't really do anything with the bit where the two the two twin brothers that <coughs> have the same mom, different dads. They were kind of annoying. Oh, they were, uh, what do they call them? I the don't type know. Type of twin. I think, it's, I think it's bullshit. Same mom, they're fathered by two different dads, which is is possible it's gross but it's possible you know so it's like uh let me see i don't remember but regardless fraternal no there there was a whole it was, it's some type of they explained it which i think that if that had been played differently it would have been funnier but the way it panned out i don't think it was necessary they could have just been brothers it would have been fine yeah um but then the whole bit with them them both knocking up the same girl <laughs> which again the exact same way they were born the joke that's another example the joke is funny on its on its own merit 
But in the context of the movie, nothing ever really happens with it except for the bit where they propose to the same girl. I think it was just meant for comedy. That was it. But and and I get that. That's not the kind of joke that's just an aside joke, though. I don't think you know. The more I think about it, I don't think they were going for like um, the movie to be a blockbuster comedy. Hit. No, 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 I th- no. I think they were literally just poking fun at the, everything else and they they want to do it in the most obvious like shitty way there were I mean. and and there are and this is this might be a personal preference for me that kind of comedy does have a place but i just it doesn't hold a candle it, it to that's just it it doesn't hold a candle because like take super bad take super bad for example super bad is a great example of a movie where it's definitely about the jokes but there's still a narrative thread and character arcs that happen in the progression yeah there's a reason all this funny stuff is happening and it makes sense oh my gosh dude don't even get me started on that movie well but again that's a well-written raunchy comedy it was even okay as much grief as this movie gets and there are certain elements that are not narratively great american pie still has a narrative thread there's an inciting incident they take a course of action that makes sense based on what happens in the movie. And then there's a resolution in the end that is often not what you think it's going to be. Certainly not what the characters think it's going to be. And it would have been actually been very easy for this movie. And I was hopeful that this movie could have done the same way. Cause it, it it's so obvious because anyone with half a brain sees that what these guys are doing is wrong. The movie is about them realizing it. But they don't really ever do that. It, I don't know. It, it just like the premise of the movie was stupid. But I watched well, it yeah, because but... you know it, it. You know because it was making fun of that movement and and per se. But be like, oh yeah, so men, you know, play in this sport now and they're dominating everybody. It's like, do we do we not see that? Well, and, and, and Jeremy made the point though. It's like. Because he made the point about feeling kind of bad for the stunt woman during the wrestling bit, which that was hysterical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he fucking choke slams her. He's just like... <laughs> and he was like, I kind of felt bad. And he was like, I mean, she she, she is a professional. She she was in for it, you know, and she was paid. And he was like, but did, it seemed... This is Jeremy Boring saying it. It seemed wrong. He said it seemed a little mean-spirited, but he was like... And then I realized, no, this is actually happening. Now, wrestling might be a bad example because there actually is intergender wrestling in some... Yeah, and there are, there are a few girls that actually, like, are very good and they've... Like, well, but they're... they're the, and men. The point is, and this is another thing, which, again, nitpicky, even if you had a transgender athlete in a an amateur wrestling match, those two still would have never been paired up together because they would have been in separate weight divisions. Exactly. It yeah. would have never happened. So... The jokes that the jokes funny as long as you don't think too hard about it. But I found it funny, you know. But like like my nephew had to wrestle a girl, and don't worry, he kicked her ass. But <laughs> I mean, because he he actually texted me. He was like, I'm. He's like, I have to wrestle a girl, and I'm kind of nervous about it. I'm like, why? I mean, he's, if he's, everybody else is allowing it, just well, I told him. I said, I I told him. I said, don't you dare hold back on her because there's one of two things. One. Either she signed up and knows what she's in for, in which case you you got to go because if she's any good, like even if she is smaller than you, she can't be that much smaller than you because she's in your weight class. Or she doesn't know what she signed up for and you better show her. 
<laughs> so she can be like, so she can get I'm the done. fuck out. Yeah, which I I figured as much. He won, but they shit. hurt. <laughs> no, <laughs> please don't do to hurt me. <sighs> but yeah, so uh on Jack. Yeah, so I was gonna say this movie's no Tropic Thunder. No, <laughs> I know who I am. I'm a dude playing another dude disguised as another. Dude. Oh man, this movie could have used a less Grossman. Oh my gosh, man, they need to bring a movie out with just him. Somehow, Tom, some Tom Cruise said he would do it. Man, and and why aren't they? I don't know. On they this? need to. Idiots. They they need to. We need good comedy films. We America, really we do. Need good comedy films. And actually, I kind of especially now. Jeremy Boring did say because PBD asked the question that I was asking about. They Snow. tried. They tried on this movie. And yeah, I yeah, I know. I, I know. I give. I listen. I give them all the credit in the world. Like I'm, I'm making little nitpicks, but like I said, the movie was eighty percent there. And for this kind of studio, I mean, it's not bad for. It's not their first movie, but it's. I think it's their first comedy. Like I said, it ended up being a B-rate comedy film from the early 2000s. Yeah, which, and a good one. Yeah. Mind you, this would have been up there with some of the, actually, I'd say it's better than some of the direct-to-video American Pie movies, which were, eh. Yeah. Had, had very much the same problems. I think, like, the first and second one were about the only ones I watched. After actually, that, American was... Reunion is quite good. American Pie 3 is terrible. American Reunion is, is pretty good. Which I'm assuming you haven't seen it, so just so you know, Stifler gets his revenge in the end. I have seen it. Oh, okay. You I know. have seen it. Now that you said that, I remember now. Yep. Doesn't have to be a spoiler warning, because if you haven't seen that by now... Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of old. You're dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? He ended up... He ended up banging... <laughs> Stifler. Dude, Brick's no. mom. Was it Brick? What was his name? I know he called him Shit Brick. Shit Break. <laughs> Shit Break? Finch. Finch. Finch, Finch. That was fucking hilarious. But see, even that movie had a narrative thread. Mom? <laughs> the original, the mom. That was, <laughs> that was funny, and I was like, Stifler deserved that. Stifler did deserve. Remember, that. we had our own very Stifler in, in our uh, in our group. Yes, we did. At, for I don't for, know. For, he for he was he wasn't quite as he wasn't quite as crude no. as Stifler, but he had very much the same mannerisms. Like as far as how he looked and acted, completely different dead. person today, though. Well, yeah, but even like Dead Ringer, Dead Ringer back in the uh, day, yeah. even had the same fucking smile. <laughs> like, and that's sad that I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> it, that that was he was very much Stifler. Uh, and that was the same friend that uh, how I think we were 12 years old. All of us were out in the camper, in the camper, and yep. we had a uh, sound recorder, and we're in the middle of the country and little girls cornfields not. cornfields on four sides by the way including across yeah, the street yeah but the cornfield was not up at the time was it no it was was it this up? this would have been i feel like it was like midsummer a uh, little, little little further oh you know what no or it, i can't remember it, it yeah, wasn't it, hot outside but it wasn't cold i think i think it was late summer so yeah. there was corn but it wasn't as it wasn't as tall as it was going to get but little girls were Plural. smacking the outside and we shit you not there is no other house within about what a half a mile maybe a mile at least a quarter mile maybe a little bit more than a quarter mile yeah no one around and literally we just little girls just, and, and we were, all they, heard it it was like it was like that scene from uh 
uh, Blair Rich project. Yeah, and we knew they were, and we knew they were, and we knew they were girls because we heard laughing. Yeah, and we we can't, f- of course, we can't find the tape, but yet on the tape you could hear the girls yeah. and us, and we sounded like little girls too. Freaking right us. out, it was not us. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Which I, I don't think I haven't lost. The irony's not lost on me. The fact that. Like that was something we did for a while there. That's what we did. We would just record, we would record everything, and then we were doing podcasts. And then, do you, do you remember what we 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 used to do? You know, with the yeah, that, that's hilarious. That's so funny. That. I just oh my god, because our our, our we bit, set the freaking sound recorder on fire one time because yeah. we we had uh, what was a hairspray and the lighter was. <laughs> we wanted to see what it sounded like, and it sounded cool. It did. It really did. But I've never because one of the bit. I don't know if you and Craig did this. But, well, I just outed who our stiffer friend <laughs> they, was. They don't. I know. But uh, I don't know if you guys did this. We used to do this bit where we would, like, do a DJ bit, and we'd play songs on the tape. <laughs> oh, my God. There was one that always made me laugh so hard. Is um, That was at the time Blessed Union of Souls was really hot on the radio, and they just come out with that song, uh, There's a Light in Your Eye or something like that. <laughs> Craig couldn't remember the name of the song. There's a Light. So yeah. he's like, it's called In Your Eye. That's where that joke came from. Yes. In your eye. Wow, I didn't know that. Because he, he he's like, listen, we're gonna play a song. We're blessed you need a souls. What, what's it called again? I can't remember. It's called In Your Eye. Dude, like, we were unintentionally funny. I would love to get a hold of those tapes. Oh, uh, it would go straight on YouTube. Oh, go straight on you. I still need to upload the uh, the commercials that we did for English class where we had to make a theme park idea about Julius Caesar. I've got the tape. I just need the conversion thing and then be able to. Man, I wish I I wish I could find our uh, ICP skit. Oh man, that shit was so funny. Like it was so dumb, but it was so funny. And I I remember because I, I'm fairly certain. I essentially wrote it, the skit. No, yeah, no, you wrote it, and I just showed up and played my character. Yeah, but dude, we had the face paint. And that everything. makeup was hard, dude. Yeah, and I, I did that for a couple Halloweens. That was back when I was like really into ICP. That shit was kid. hard, man. Uh, yeah, well, yours was the good one. Did did I did I do your makeup? I think it was a joint. Somewhat, I think yeah, it was yeah. a joint effort because you were shaggy and his is different. Yeah, he's got like the Violent square. Is easy. Yeah, exactly. But like shaggy's, you know, it's not easy to well, do. Well, and I think I was shaggy because you wanted to be able to help me do it. Oh yeah. Because I don't, I don't think. I mean, obviously, I think Shaggy does it. But how long has he been doing it, right? But I yeah. mean, that's that's difficult to do. It's more difficult than you think it would be. Yeah, and we didn't know the tricks of the trade. And apparently, if you put baby powder on your face first and then put the makeup on, you don't sweat through it. And I was like, "Oh, that that would have been good to know." Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it takes longer to sweat through. It but anyway, it would have been good for Daily Wire to have had a decent editor for this movie, though. Listen, we had shitty cameras back in the day, just little uh, those tape camcorders, and we made decent movies and whatnot, and. Yeah, Daily Wire, you could have done a little better. Just saying. Nah, the cameras were fantastic. Yeah, no, that's Everything what I'm saying. was good about it. It looked fine. Except it... just a little bit of sustenance. Yeah, that's that's all it was really missing because... Substance. I don't know oh, yeah, you did say sustenance, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, and food. then the, there were a couple of running gags that I think were either annoying outright or they went too long. One of them was the guy who kept asking, how much? 
That was kind of funny though. Dude. It was that, funny the first time. No, I mean, okay. Did, did, was there another one where he was, uh, like you could see him, and then there was another one where he was through a wall. You can hear me. He's like, how much? Yeah, I heard. <laughs> like, okay, I heard. The, yeah, through the wall cracked me up. The second one where it was like him. I I think he was three times technically two on camera and one through the wall, and the second one on camera was yeah like. But the one through the wall cracked me. Yeah, which and then the the whole bit where he's timing his run, the bit where the trash bag flies out and hits him in the face and knocks him down, completely unnecessary. Yeah, it would have just been fine for him to have done the run, and then the joke was fine. Where not bad for a lady, you know. <laughs> um, but that that would have made his time impossible to get hit with the bag and then get knocked down, take the time to get up. It took me out of the bit. Because that would have been an abysmal time. He would have had to do it over again. Yeah. So, yeah, again, now we're getting into nitpick territory, but... Yeah, that's that... The movie... Just watch it. it it's definitely worth it, you know? It's, but... wor- it's worth seeing. Whether So, here's the other thing, and this is the true... This is the crime of it all. So, people that would be anti this movie... You've got plenty of ammunition, particularly from a filmmaking standpoint. You can criticize this movie, but you won't because, because you won't you watch know it. Because you you're wrong for the point that they're making. Well, no, and you won't watch it. Yeah. You know, which uh, Jeremy was saying on the PBD podcast, he said, because PBD asked him, you know, like, why, why not do a theatrical run? And I don't think Jeremy's telling the whole truth here. He basically said no distributor would take it. I don't know about that. No there's distributor. Like no movies coming out nowadays. Like, yeah, there's like one every so often, but like nothing. They could have put it in the movie theater and made money. So I think his his cover story, which again, this is, I get why Daily Wire does it. I wouldn't have watched it in the theater. I'll be honest. Well, he made a good point though. He said a lot of people would have gone to see it just as a form of protest, and I do agree with that. I think it would have done pretty decently its opening weekend, but after that it would have fallen flat because there's zero reviewability for this movie. And it will piss a lot of people off if they saw it. Those we struggle people... to get 55 minutes of this movie for just a little <laughs> review. Just saying. I mean, because unfortunately there's just not that much to talk about because, and the other thing, the movie does come off a little bit mean spirited. Like, the point of this movie, what at least the sense I got, the point of this movie wasn't so much to make people laugh as it was to make fun of a certain group of people. Now, some of the journalist jokes, again, about 50% of them I thought were really funny. The other 50% I thought were kind of not mean necessarily, but a little gratuitous. It's like, okay, we get it. Journalists are evil. But that's funny because the people making this movie are effectively journalists. So... Um, but the newscasters were quite funny. I was yeah. a little bit disappointed with Brett Cooper's acting, but I don't know what she was I, going for. I don't for. expect her to be a good actor, but well, like, but she's an actress though. That's she is. I yeah, she, she was just political commentator. No, no, no. She's an actress. Man, like all these fucking it makes me nervous. Into political, which it makes me nervous for Snow White. Not gonna lie, Snow White and the Evil Queen, Daily Wires. Oh, so they are doing it. Oh yeah, no. Did we that's... have this conversation already? Yeah, virus made a bet, <laughs> and I'm like, bro. Oh, geez. I'm like, bro. I think you're gonna lose this bet because <laughs> he didn't think they're gonna make it. He thought it was a, a, a joke, a political stunt. Oh. 
And I'm like, I no. mean, it is, but it's going to get made. Well, that's why I said, I'm like, well, I mean, it is, but they're making the movie. Like, Watch it be actually good. I suspect it might be, because that's the kind of yeah, subject right. matter where you can't really get too political. All right. I got to ask you a question. You watched On Daily Wire Plus. You watched Run, Hide, Run, Run, Hide, Hide, Hide. Run, Hide, Fight. Yep. Run, Hide, Fight. And you've watched this movie. How do they compare with writing and everything else? They're, and- they're very they're very much the same. They have a lot of the same problems. Run, Hide, Fight is slightly better as far as the script goes. But again, it was... I'd say Run, Hide, Fight was about 95% there. I assumed. I, I assumed yeah. you were going to say that. And the thing is, like... Listen, run people. hide fights problem is is again it went on a little too long the resolution of the movie should have which spoiler alert the resolution of the movie should have been the end of the school shooting they spend about another i think it's about 15 minutes of the the main culprit escaping the school and then having this whole plot to get away and then she hunts him down and i'm like okay now we're getting yeah, it's like you're not gonna do that in real life. No, you're literally it's, just it's, gonna try to stay away. It's like now, now we're now we're taking this a little too far. Um, and not go gonna ahead. lie, that believe it or not, that is murder. <laughs> because you're chasing him down. Exactly. He did not murder you. First. You were you were not attempted. You were no longer in immediate danger where you were. You purposefully grabbed a gun illegally, mind you, because it was her father's gun, and. You hunted this person down, and I don't think anyone would disagree with the sentiment. But you also had an opportunity, and I'm I'm so I'm so for self defense laws, like 100. percent I am so for self defense. It's Wait, not even how, how was it illegal? She had her dad's gun because it wasn't her gun. It also wasn't in her possession when the shooting was happening. She went and got it, and then proceeded to hunt this guy down. Okay, well I was just gonna I was gonna. Uh... Okay, maybe to, maybe illegal is not the right. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna compare that to uh, uh, Rittenhouse. Well, that was his gun. To... Okay. No, I thought it was. Uh, I, I don't believe it was his gun, but the thing is, he was allowed to have it in Wisconsin or where. No, wherever it, he was. well, okay, but that's okay. That's kind of a, we're getting. No, no, no. That. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, was... I see. I see your point. I don't recall, but my point is so that's maybe that's not even relevant. That's not why it would be considered murder. It would be considered murder because she goes into the woods looking for him, and I didn't mean murder. I meant just like and illegal. and she wounds him first. Murder's legal. She wounds him first and then kills him in cold blood. So how many people did he kill in that movie? Quite a bit. I don't recall, but yeah, there, yeah, there it was were, deserved. <laughs> uh, okay, it deserved. Yes, legal. No, exactly. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, slavery was legal once too, though, right? Well, I mean, fair enough, and that's a conversation. But in the context of the movie, I know I'm I'm just being I'm I'm speaking purely in terms. She, in terms of the narrative structure of the movie, she did not have to hunt him down and kill right. him. But he didn't need to have that plot. She could have killed him in the movie, one hundred percent. But in the school, to in the threat. I liked Ron White's take on all this, which if you, was, if you kill one of us, we will kill you back. Well, but then everybody ends up killed. I know. I, <laughs> it, it was the death penalty in uh, Texas. So if anybody knows Ron White, they know. But yeah, so know. I, Run Hide Fight was was a better movie. Okay. It suffered some of the same problems, but I I wouldn't really say other than. But it also came out like two years ago, correct? 
I think it was longer than that even. I so that, that, that's that's not a good sign if they went from 95% in your opinion well, completion to 80%. I think that was I think that was because of the subject matter of this movie and the intent was I think a little mean-spirited because they were they were looking to make jokes at you know transgender and trans activists expense which hey, that's okay they, well, do, they do it to the other hey, side i'm fine with anyone being the butt of a joke so long as it's funny i'm just saying i think the intent there wasn't funny well exactly. the intent there i don't think was to be funny i think the intent there was to make fun of and i know it's a very subtle difference but it is a difference because if you literally stop being so like like you said, mean spirited and actually just like just make light of a situation rather than just being straight evil. That's the you difference. Know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody might actually listen to you versus not. You know, so you know, like uh, honestly, I, I've had a few situations here in the past where I started out, I, I blew up immediately. I was like, Jah! and then I was like, take a deep breath. I calmed down. Situation resolved itself like that. Yeah. Well, and actually, it's funny. This is quite poignant and topical. So Matt Rife got into. A bit of a tiff because apparently he told a joke and it wasn't even bad well no but and but i mean to his credit he refused to apologize and in fact trolled the people that were demanding his apology and but he said because he was on jordan peterson's podcast we're recently. past that canceling bullshit guys i mean well youtube and stuff like that they can still take you out but i mean we have rumble we have uh what, what else uh twitter yeah there's there's alternatives and that's... sorry you guys don't own it anymore and that's what you hate <laughs> you hear that I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> ah! no, but... so, you know, someone said that freaking Panera, Panera's Pepsi's uh, taste funny. Better. No, I mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this is usually that time at the end of the well not the end of the podcast yeah pretty much the end of the podcast because we're going to record one but <laughs> when we start going off tangent <laughs> you know what that pretty much sums up this movie you know the funny thing is i was like that's actually a decent joke but not like that but are you like oh man this, this tastes funny and they're like what do you mean i'm like that's not bad <laughs> um shit i was gonna say something um i stole the joke by the way <laughs> Don't hate me, people. But yeah, so on the whole, I would, on the whole, I would give this movie about a C. Yeah, like a C plus maybe. Yeah. Gets an A for effort. They they tried. They tried hard. They pulled out all the stops. Uh, and props to Jeremy Boring for the stunt that he did on the table because um, that's it doesn't seem like a big deal, but that was him, and that it's very hard to fall on purpose. Yeah. Especially when you're about when you're going to hit something. So yeah, that's <laughs> prop props to him for that. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to remember if there was anything else. My balls. <laughs> the title is hilarious. That was fucking weird. <laughs> A little bit, but yeah. So the, <laughs> the uh the title was perfect. Oh, lady ballers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it listen. It was good. There was just a few things. They would correct those things. It would have been a smash hit. And I'm not saying it's not going to be a, a hit. Well, I guess that's the tragedy of it because it's like you said, if they'd done a 
just a couple of things differently, this could have been a legitimate blockbuster comedy. But listen, at the end of the day, there's always going to be two guys on the internet shitting on a movie that you should probably just watch and figure out for yourself. That's the reason these reviews exist in the first place is because, hey, we, we might say something you disagree with and you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to look and watch this movie and I'm going to see if I agree or disagree with these assholes on the internet. Yeah, to bring it back to Godzilla, I just listened to a Godzilla Minus One review where the guy actually said the CGI didn't look good and I was like... You crazy, man. I was like, what fucking movie did you watch? <laughs> and it's even more impressive when you consider their budget. Like, this thing was on par with the new Godzilla movies. So, you know, it's not as bad as the Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. Remember? Gojira. And it's like... Gojira? Well, that Did that you say is... Gojira? You didn't say Godzilla. You said Gojira. Well, well, yeah, but his name is Gojira in Japanese. It's not Godzilla always. It's it's no, Gojira. Gojira. So, fun fact, for those of you who don't know, in the original planning stages, Godzilla, or Gojira in Japan, was originally going to be a cross between a gorilla and a whale. I'm so such you an take, American. So you take the Japanese pronunciation, pronunciation of gorilla, which would be Gorira, and... The Gordita? Gordita. And not Gordita. Gordita. <laughs> and the Japanese word for whale, Kujira. So you have Gojira. And Kujo. And Kujo. <laughs> Kujiro. Man. That was Japanese, correct? Godzilla? You said that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But what happened because, well, the first one came out in 1954. So when the American. <laughs> they so, decided to stop attacking us, decided to start making movies. <laughs> good well, idea well i mean the the war ended in 1945 know, so almost 10 years later but anyway um so but then the americans got a hold of it and they kept hearing gojira 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 and they're like oh it's godzilla godzilla zilla zilla godzilla zilla <laughs> i can imagine this is very much how the conversation probably went well gojira godzilla no gojira 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 which they actually do in the Matthew Broderick movie when the the French guy, because the French are there for some fucking reason, is like, what did this? Gojira. Gojira. <laughs> oh, somebody just liked and loved. And Sosa, is that you, buddy? Probably. But then <laughs> but then the anchor goes, Godzilla. And she's like, no, it's Gojira. And I'm like, how could you be more wrong? Gyra? Gojira. Gojina. <laughs> Oh, oh god what was the shelix that character i i still don't know how i feel about that character in lady ballers because i think they oh, they they made him weird so that they could do the trans age joke at the t-ball game i'm convinced which that's a really odd which he's also the uh what's nelson's dad in the bench warmers played by john levitz but i can't remember his name in the movie. Just a nerd who grew up to make billions. billions. <laughs> wow, I really channeled my. Wow. Oh, a window. Um. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Devil. I like your cape. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's mommy time. <laughs> I deserve this. I was thinking about that the other day. I don't day. think he had a name in the movie. I think in the thought... bench warmers. Yeah, he. Oh, had a name. I'm. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking a little Nicky. In the bench warmers. <laughs> Yeah, because remember he he died instantly, and then he went straight to hell, and he was just he was just a funny character. Was like, I deserve this. 
Aren't you that peeping Tom who's looking at that mom? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> he said it so proudly, too. Oh, just said you were a big bird? Yes, I am. Now he, you're going to see what a big bird actually looks like. In hell. <laughs> I deserve this. Uh, Do I have booze on my head? Yeah, big ones. That shit was funny. <laughs> you're coming with me to my room. Dad. be really cool if you didn't tell anybody about this <laughs> no problem thanks ted or what did he call him ah tits i think did he, did he say thanks tits i think so i can't remember now yeah that shit was funny though uh what do you think well i think lady ballers gets i put so you said c plus or did you say c C C plus. I mean, it depends I'll on how. I give a C plus. This it, is this is like the popular kid I'm, who made a good movie. I'm I'm giving them major points for effort here because they at least have the lady balls to yeah. make this movie. They definitely get an A for effort. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually put on the thumbnail. I out of five stars, I'd give it about a three, maybe a bit generous. But again, I'm you can't you can't not see the effort at the very least. Even though I was probably two sheets to the wind. I didn't give it like a 2.6, 2.5. Well, I would have given it a 2.5, but I didn't have a method to yeah, block out half a star. Because <laughs> on the thumbnail, it's got five stars and then red X's on the last All two. Right, I got you. So we, when we give our star ratings, they'll have to be in whole I'm stars. I'm popping down the two then. Well, I will say it's worth the watch. That doesn't mean it's fantastic, you know, because uh, they could have made better points. You know, if they wanted to get a point across, like, yeah, they made fun of a thing, but they didn't try to really get a point across. I think that's because just it. At this... the end of the movie, nothing of any value, like, happened afterwards. Like, no, nothing the team that, figured it out. Nothing that wasn't contrived, though. Because, yeah, everybody's happier in the end, but that's because the script said so. There's actually no good reason. Because, yeah, in the end, which, again, they stole this from the Benchwarmers, um... In the end, they let the girls play the game, the little girls, but then they still get creamed. And Well, they ended up winning, though. No, no, no. The girls still lost. Did they lose? Yeah. I thought they won. No, the girls still lost. I must have not been paying attention. Well, no, I think in the scene, in the scene, they make you think they won, but then the newsacres come in after that and say the score was still like 108 to 6. I watched it when it came out. So when was that? Was that Friday. two nights ago? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, so basically, if you're looking for some entertainment this weekend, or next weekend, because today's Sunday, if you're looking for entertainment this week, check out Godzilla Minus One, <laughs> and then maybe Lady Ballers. Do check it out. It's decent. It's, it, it's worth seeing at least once, and honestly, I want Daily Wire to succeed, because as they continue to make movies, they They're will get, get better. better. You know, so, and, and, and then that's, that's why we do what we do. And you have to watch this until the end. And honestly, get the full... yeah. Well, because I will say by the end, I had a much better opinion of it than when I started. When I first started, I was like, which is, this, which like, is, I couldn't even tell because it was a premiere on. Yeah. Uh, that, but the thing is, like, it's not a normal thing where you can just start the movie. Like, I had to scroll oh, back. Really? It was annoying. I was like, and I had to figure out where the beginning was uh, and then commercials. And then it'll start. The, it, it literally had a countdown. And I was like, what the f fudge man you know Ugh. i finally got it and i think i missed like the first like two minutes of the movie because i was like oh whatever i was like am i really missing that much i was like 
I don't think I did, but I mean, yeah, that that's kind of a, another bad point. The game. You probably could have started this movie at the middle and still gotten about the same reaction. <laughs> but it's funny because the same thing happened to me for Godzilla minus one because not quite to the middle, but certainly by about the middle of the beginning of the movie, I was kind of like, I don't hate this movie, but I don't really get where we're going here. And some of these scenes seem to be kind of pointless, but by the end of the movie, there's no wasted motion. Everything you see by the end of the movie, you needed to have seen for the story to make sense. And I was hoping the same thing would happen for lady ballers, which is probably why I didn't turn it off. So Daily, lucky. So Daily Wire, you can thank Godzilla minus one for me watching that movie till well, the end. Also, we uh, decided to have a podcast before we even watched the movie on it, so we had to watch it. True, that's. And true. we actually watched another show that was actually supposed to take place on Thursday. Oh uh, yeah, and, we can let and, them and know. We, we decided to not. So hang on, real quick, I'm going to tell them about the sponsor that I forgot about. Oh, sh- which is really sad because I'm the sober one. Or no, hey, you, have you had gummies yet? I had one, but I'm I was gonna not, say I I'm see I see you got a couple stashed over there, but they're smaller ones. Anyway, this podcast is brought to you by Stevie Wicks Candles. If you've been watching the show for any amount of time, you would be familiar with them. But I am here to let you know that because Christmas is a wonderful time of year, there's reduced pricing across the entire website, including on the Christmas candles. And you can still use your good old promo code AIP to get 10% off your entire order. And as always, AIP20 to get 20% off your first box, which actually, I don't know, do you like the baked scents or the floral shit more? Tell me what you think about that. Floral. Yeah, I don't don't get the tones like I do with the floral stuff. Is that baked? Yeah, snickerdoodle. Well, it's cookies for Santa, but... Oh, that smells good, though. Yeah. The floral ones are way stronger. Cookies for Santa is normally very strong, but I think I've been fanning this one Wait, out a lot. What are those oh, snickerdoodle? Okay, I, I was thinking of the Christmas tree cookies. You remember those? Mm-mm. They're like kind of hard. I don't know how to explain them. Like they have that weird icing on them, and like oh, sprinkled. those. They're yeah. not very good, but like they're okay. Like if that's the only thing you have, I mean, when you're a kid. It's like, kind of uh, like it's acceptable for a Christmas. Sugar. It's acceptable for a Christmas party, but I'm not gonna buy these. No. Yeah, basically. That, that's like Peeps. I will never buy a Peeps. Well, Peeps are disgusting. Yeah. My kid, my kids like them. Of all people. Of all Peeps, they like Peeps. Of all Peeps, they like Peeps. It's some bullshit, man. I guess not everything's genetic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, talking about on Thursday, we're gonna be discussing Squid Game. The Netflix, uh, not the original, but the uh, well, we're gonna touch on action. we're gonna touch on the original as well. But they did oh yeah, it's gonna be the old. Squid Game, the challenge, which we won't get into it right now because yeah, we'll, we'll you're you're about you're gonna want to watch though because I I have thoughts, I have thoughts too. Which actually, it's kind of similar to Daily Wire's problem. They had a great concept, but the execution was. <laughs> we'll get into that next Thursday, so make sure you stay tuned. And subscribe if you haven't already. Like it if you haven't. Please continue to watch the videos. We need to get that watch time up so we start charging you cheap, motherfucker. I mean, so we can start getting We're not charging you. <laughs> yeah. It's a joke. Something like that. So, yeah. I guess in closing, what I can say about this podcast. That was fucking weird. <laughs> Sounds like Zorak. It's uh, Imperfect Cell from DBZ Abridged. I know, but he literally sounds like Oh, he, he said he was inspired by Zorak for the okay. first form. 
There's no. And then Perfect Cell is mostly Sideshow Bob. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> I love. I, God damn, he did such a good job for Cell. Every form, he did just a... I, I still love Imperfect Cell, though, because it's so... <laughs> that line, for those who don't know, is he just... It's when Piccolo first meets Imperfect Cell in Ginger... I don't remember what the Japanese name was, but Ginger in Ginger Town. Well, yeah. um, but anyway, he, he had just absorbed that guy. And <laughs> it starts in the next episode, and they're having a conversation. He was like, oh, I am pretty... I'm pretty... What does he say? I don't know. Something to the effect of, like, well, I am pretty... Like disturbing well i am pretty disturbing remember when i drank that guy that was fucking weird <laughs> so that's where that came from yeah. okay so right before that he was like well i am pretty disturbing remember when i drank that guy so that, that was, was fucking weird <laughs> oh man and i love i love the fact that cell in uh dbz abridge is basically just a walking innuendo particularly imperfect cell but Perfect Cell kind of brings it back a bit. But he's just constantly... Like, Imperfect Cell's... It, he'll take what somebody says and make it dirty, and they'll just be like, Stop doing that! Well, what is <laughs> Perfect Cell's best part? Or Imperfect Cell, when Vegeta starts railing on him. It's the scene where he's, like, in the mountain head first and then his ass is hanging out. And they actually animate it to where Imperfect Cell's voice comes out of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vegeta just goes, are you, are you talking out your ass? And he says, well, to be fair, Vegeta, you are a part of my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Cell Saga is chef's kiss perfect in dbz abridge it is so fucking funny I, I don't know why i i just can't sit down and watch it i i if you're starting with the saiyan saga the i want to watch it well in but but you have to understand they started in 2011 comedy I know they got better and better comedy was just different the saiyan saga is not nearly as good by the time they get to frieza it starts to get better and more my style of comedy, but you do kind of have to sit there. And not to say it's not funny. It's well, just yeah, because not... you're gonna have jokes that will stick with you. Yeah, it's just rarely. not. It's just not as funny. And then by the time you get to the Cell Saga, it's just hilarious. Oh my god, it's so fucking funny, and just good storytelling. Like the Gohan Super Saiyan two transformation, DBZ Abridged does it the best. Which, granted, they have twenty years of hindsight, but. Yeah, to make it actually really good. They do it the best. The SS2, though, like, you know, that that's the scene naturally, though, originally was, was fucking damn. Actually, even... It pissed me off because they ended the episode. Oh, and, no, And that's... then they started, and then they start. Oh, I'm talking when Gohan first went Super Saiyan 2. They yeah. ended the episode when he went, and then they started the new episode without him being Super Saiyan 2. I'm like... Oh, they rehashed it? I don't remember I, that. I'm like, really? Well, they didn't really rehash it, but, like, it was... I don't know how to explain it. Like, it, it, he just wasn't super saiyan 2 yet he was still releasing his i'm like you uh, released it i was like the, the last episode like why'd you guys well and actually if you so the funimation dub is the worst version the japanese is pretty good and then dbc abridge basically takes what works with both and does it chef's kiss per perfection I, I appreciate the funimation dub though I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying of the three, it's the worst one. Do you remember the original uh, amount of episodes for the uh, Funimation dub? It was 276. 
and then when they finally added back in the uncensored scenes, it was two ninety one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And to be fair, I haven't <clears throat> seen how they did it in Kai. Oh gosh, they cut it down to like ninety one. No, no, I mean I, specifically the Super Saiyan two transformation. Oh, I don't know. I refused to watch Kai. I, I watched like a couple. Episodes See, I didn't. It was, I never cared for it. Kai was terrible. I didn't think we needed it. I I wanted the fill scenes. Some Dragon Ball didn't really have a lot of bad filler. It basically stretched some things out, but there were only a handful of episodes that I would consider filler, and they were beautiful. Uh, the uh, the driving one. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was literally getting ready to say was them getting their license. Which DBZ abridged actually. They they turned that into a bit, and Piccolo sings, "Move, bitch, get out the way." <laughs> Ooh. That's oh, funny. God. And then actually, I love what they do with the entire Garlic Jr. saga is they turn it into uh, an April Fool's joke. The whole thing. And then how they handle Krillin and Marin is fucking Krillin in DBZ Abridged. He takes out a life insurance policy on himself. And the beneficiary is his brother, Juan Sanchez, which means Krillin's name is Krillin Sanchez. Um so, <laughs> so anyway, Krillin gets wished back by the dragon. So as Juan, he cashes Wrong. he oh. cashes in his brother's his deceased brother's life insurance policy. So Krillin's rolling in it, gets a girlfriend who he spends lavishly on. Marin turns out to work for the IRS, and they use and they do this using all the animation from the show. And so the bit is she's been basically getting him to spend money on her trying to get him to admit that he committed committed insurance fraud. <laughs> and that's what Marin was all about. Oh that's what Marin was all about, which actually explains. I would have said yes, Krillin. Well, it's like, shut up, bitch. You'd have been banging the freaking guy delivering the mail. Which, and they actually, in their boo bits, they didn't do the entire boo saga, but they did shorts for it. They actually explain why uh, Krillin names his daughter Marin in dbz or bridge the boo bits it's actually yeah that kind of threw me off when i was like Man. i think it's actually 18's mother's name oh. which not not really but in their in their continuity they do it which the boo bits are quite funny i you really... know what that 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 the marin and that that was a fantastic filler filler episode too because it was so like when we were kids, we're like, oh, when you know, as you watch it as an adult, you're just like, what the fuck? This is kind of funny. Damn, boy. When he, when he's like, uh, the the music playing in the Funimation dub, and he's like, Kami. <laughs> he's like, quit, Krillin, you're getting water to hold my magazines. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> fucking Master Tur Roshi, man. You know what? They just need to make a freaking spinoff anime with him. I'd be okay with it. I, I want to say, I want to say there was talk of that at one point. Long, up. long, long time ago. Yeah, back before you know, you know. Well, and, and people might have missed this, but he's still alive at the end of GT, because Master Roshi is. I'm wondering how they're going to pull all that together because they got Dragon Ball Daima coming out. They they can't. So they can't pull it all together. I don't think that. I, I think Dragon Ball Daima. I don't think it's like a a serious uh series i think it's just like a what if series mm, I, I don't i don't believe they maybe but they've already solved their own problem because i everybody's arguing about canon and i'm like they established a multiverse in the trunks arc because trunks future is in a different it's not just a different timeline well depending on your wording 
at the very least, it's in a different timeline, which means there's a parallel existence. So GT is canon, but in its own universe. Justice Super is canon, and, it's, and then they further... Akira Toriyami literally somewhat specified that. He didn't say anything about universe, well, they but did he, it. Said, he said, oh, it's, he goes, it's a great side story. Well, they did it in Xenoverse, though, and Dragon Ball Heroes. They've already established there are multiple realities. This is a question that doesn't need to be answered because it's all Dude, canon. Um, Which I guess technically Dragon Ball Heroes isn't canon, but... Multiverse theory literally has saved so many franchises right now, including original Spider-Man movies, the uh, Tobey Maguire, and the amazing Spider-Man movie. Because the thing is, they could... They could make a third one, uh, or well, they they can make a movie of each one, and it would it would sell right now because of the multiverse. Well, and not only, well, it would have sold anyway. But I guess this is kind of where I get annoyed I don't know, with it. Spider Man Two is kind of bad. Well, we just we don't talk about that. But everybody criticizes, and they're right to a point. Multiverse theory is just for lazy writing, and it kind of is. But I always used it to explain again multiple tellings of the same stories, you know. They don't even have to be connected. It's like, oh, well, there's just a different universe. And multiverse theory has been a thing. used to be more commonly known as parallel universes. That goes back to fucking the Twilight Zone. I love the Twilight Zone. It, Rod, I'm Rod, sure. Rod Serling, he was, he was the man. You know what's funny? They keep talking about reviving it, and unfortunately, I just don't think you can today. I don't want you to. They, they tried. Well, I mean, they, they kind of did. did. They kind of did with Black Mirror, though. It's essentially the uh, same no, thing. No, uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Well, yeah, but Jordan They, they brought Peele's... it back with him, and it was terrible. It was it, terrible. It was a time, I tried to watch it. It was a time and a thing where I think novelty was why it was as popular as it was. But which, well, like, didn't I like have a whole shit ton of different shows at that time. Right. It wasn't well, like it. Is well, now. but I mean, if you watch old Twilight Zone, it's still. I'm not going to say it holds up, but oh, I mean, it's it's yeah. still it's good. I mean, I I guess. Which they, like I said, they effectively did it with Black Mirror. They Dude, effectively brought it back. Twilight Zone episode, I believe it's called An Occurrence at, uh, I want to say Owl Creek or something like that. It's An Occurrence at some type of creek. I, I can't remember the name. That was possibly one of the best episodes of Twilight Zone. And honestly, it wasn't really crazy until the ending. And then the ending came full circle. And then you're like, what the fuck? So basically, the beginning of the episode, this guy is getting ready to be hung off the side of a bridge, and the rope breaks, and he falls into oh, the river, shit. and he he essentially escapes, and he's get he's he's trying to get away from these people, because uh, they're putting him to death. I'm assuming he did something. Well, anyway, so he's getting away from these people the entire episode, right? You know At what that the sounds? End, well, hold on one sec. At the end of the episode, literally, he gets caught by the people, and, he, and they literally go to shoot him, and in that second. It goes back to him on the bridge hanging, and it was all a fucking imagine imaginative thing as he was dropping. That's terrifying. Die. Yeah, and a lot of people say that that's what happens uh, when we when we start to uh, transition into death. That's crazy. Is we relive our entire life again, and you you could be reliving your life right now, and at the end of it, you're truly dead. That just sounds like which I wouldn't be surprised if he based if R.L. Stein based this on a Twilight Zone episode, it sounds really similar to a night in terror tower. Oh, similar concept. 
similar, not identical, but people that are about to be put to death, they get transported to an alternate reality. They end up back in their original reality. Differences in goosebumps, people can't die. Although there is one where they don't outright say if somebody died, but I think it's you can't scare me. They don't really tell you what happens to the person. It's kind of implied that they they're disappear dead. Yeah. Disappear. That's the word I'm looking for. But anyway, we're rambling now. So Shit, we've been rambling for about 40. So remember, everybody, watch Lady Ballers and keep it tucked. <laughs> Just like Ben Shapiro said. Peace Ref, out. Ref Shapiro. Uh, okay. I don't know if you want to do a proper or what. That was.